Hey guys, welcome to Humiliation Time. I'm James, this is Andy. Hey Andy. I'm Andy. Hello, James. How are you? Yeah, good, man. Um, just uh, finished up watching episode two. It's Who Can Stay Awake the Longest. Yeah. Um, we can get into it in a moment, but man, first of all, I want to talk a little bit about the Grinch. Do you know, last week we talked about the <laughs> Grinch because um, we said Spenny has a Grinch-like body. Yes. And it's uh, it's stuck in my mind. I was actually watching... Um, <laughs> you're going to like this. I was watching The Leprechaun Back to the Hood. Oh. Now, there's an audio commentary on the DVD I was watching. The director made reference to the fact... He, he was talking to Warwick Davis, the god. Yeah. Um, the leprechaun. That's right. Slash Willow, slash Professor Flitwick, for those Harry Potter heads. Uh, it was his wife's birthday, I think, yesterday, according to Twitter. Anyway. Mm. Um, what a, what so, a pointless fact. <laughs> so the director of uh, <laughs> Leprechaun Back to Da Hood, he said that, um, oh, I should have come in one day... And done what Ron Howard did in The Grinch and dressed up as the leprechaun. I'd never heard of the story of Ron Howard dressing up as the Grinch during the production of that movie. And it turns out it's totally correct. Oh. Um, Ron Howard, because The Grinch, that production was so uh, awful. <laughs> it, was a bad, um, it was a bad time for everyone. Apparently, in order to make Jim Carrey, like, um, happier, because <laughs> he was, like, a, a total mess during this whole production, Ron Howard spent the three hours that Jim Carrey also spent um, doing the makeup, the full makeup for The Grinch. Ah, uh, um, I see. I can. Yeah. He rocked up on set. As the Grinch, and he was like, Jim, look at me. Jim Carrey did not like this at all because he thought that Ron Howard was a um, <laughs> his body double, actually, for the movie. Oh so Jim Carrey flips out because he's like, this guy looks nothing like me at all. Um, and uh, took a couple of minutes for him to calm down and, and figure out what was going on. Wow. That is... That is- such a weirdly specific segue uh, to go from last week's episode into this one. It was and, stuck in and, my mind. And, and yeah. <laughs> it, it was just the fact that I was watching that Leprechaun movie and then it was like, damn, we talked about that last week. I should look into that and see if it was real. And it's totally real. Dude, that means like 10 minutes of the podcast for this like entire time so far has been talking about The Grinch, which I think is just funny. Um, I mean, it's a good time to announce our spin-off uh, podcast, <laughs> The Grinch. <laughs> C- Cindy Lou, Cindy Lou who? Yeah. Um, <laughs> where we interview uh, B-cast characters from the 2001 movie, The Grinch. Or we- well, I'm guessing the year. I may be off with that. No, it was um, 2000. Oh, I remember it well. Bad. All right. That's not a bad guess. Of course. Of course. You're a young man of six. Um, no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, episode two. Who can stay awake the longest? That's right. That um. um but before we fully segue into that, I just want to acknowledge James. That is very, very great research that you've done because that is actual a really nice thing that Ron Howard's tried to do there for Jim. And yeah, uh, that's seeing him pissed off in the Grinch makeup would be funnier for sure. Because he and, and also like he. You know when, like, you get mad, but you can't really do too much because, like, you've got a responsibility? Like, like let's say you get ready for, like, a nice night out and you're in clothes and stuff. You kind of can't be messy before you go out. It'd be like Jim Carrey just can't be that pissed off because he's, he's wearing all this stuff. It's so annoying. Ron Howard's there trying to cheer him up. And he's just got to, like, get himself down from this bad mood. Very funny. Yeah. I'd love to see footage of that. I've seen footage of him as, like, who is it? Um, Andy... Kaufman or whatever. Have you seen all that yeah. footage? And that anyway. Yeah, that doc is amazing. Yeah. Because it really gets into the mind of Jim Carrey. Like yeah. 
So yeah, we highly recommend. What is, oh, what is that called? Um. Oh uh, yeah, I can't remember. That's all right. <laughs> look look it up. Jim Carrey, Andy or Charlie Kaufman or Andy Kaufman, whomever it is. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on to Kenny versus Spenny episode two. Who can stay awake the longest? That's right. Um. So this episode starts out. Um. We get Kenny talking about. He he says he used to stay awake for a long time when he was a kid, and now that he's uh, getting old, staying awake for one night really fucks him up. Um, and then he says that he's only doing it, Kenny's only doing this because he hears that it gives you hallucinations to stay <laughs> yeah. up late. So what do you think that's true, Andy? Um, does it actually give you hallucinations? Yes. No, yeah, mm. it, uh, yeah. I believe that it does, and I mean, I said last week, I think um, that yeah, I I actually just copied this episode title with some mates and on a school like field trip type of thing where we were going for two nights or something. It was pretty pretty tame, but uh, yeah, and we stayed up for I think just two nights or something, so it wasn't that crazy, but it was enough. Uh, I didn't hallucinate, but I can totally understand how people might. And also the amount of like uh, damage potentially to like your brain, <laughs> yeah, and to your, your mind. metabolism, man. yeah, it just fucks you yeah, up. exactly. There's no way that it wouldn't eventuate uh, towards yeah, really not making sense of the world, which would I think result with p- potential hallucin- hallucinations. Who who won in that competition between you and your mates, dude? I think it, honestly, it's been so long. I just kind of forget. Um, I, I'm going to say it was me because I do think I was the only one who gave a shit about any of it. <laughs> you know, like I was, the, I was the, the guy that like brought the camera and was like, all right, well, like who else wants to do it? Cause I want to do it. And it's like one other mate did or something, you know? So, um, I'm going to say it was me. I do have to dig the tape up though, uh, and find a VHS player to watch it. But, uh, it was definitely me. Yeah. I mean, just say that and everybody's going to believe you. True. Listen. I ask you this because I've been doing heaps of research into sleep science this week. Excellent. Um, so, it's true. Staying awake for a long time does give you hallucinations. The reason why that is, as explained to me by uh, Matthew Walker, um, a professor from UC Berkeley who was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Shout out to Matthew. Yeah, good guy. I emailed him. He didn't get back to me. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't keep saying that. No, no, it was a good email, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, apparently because if you don't sleep, your body needs to dream in order to kind of reset or, or get what? your mind in order. That so is full on. That not could, sleeping yeah. builds up your body's need to dream, which manifests itself as hallucinations. What? That's actual, like, kind of makes sense, or it, it sounds like it does. Yeah. So wait, you, you've you've researched this. We 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 can we can go to sleep tonight, resting easy. That that is true, James. Is that right? Um, I mean, if it's not true, we can email uh, Matthew Walker again. That's true, and just wait three weeks or longer. Yeah, he's a Matt, busy guy. <laughs> he is busy. Yeah, that's true. Matt Matthew is busy. I'll I'll make sure that yeah, when we do get a hold of him, we'll say thank you very much. No, <laughs> um, that's crazy. That totally does make sense, though, about the hallucinations. Um, uh, and I also know, I mean, with, like, deep REM sleep and stuff, which is, a, you know, a cycle, as far as I know, of your sleep pattern or rhythm that generally doesn't start until, I think, a few hours after you fall asleep. Is that... Mm. And, yeah, and, and that's deep, true. deep REM sleep, I think, is really where you regenerate your energy, I think. I'm not fully positive. So but, there's um, four stages of sleep. There's um, stage one, two, three, four. Uh, I don't know exactly how they distinguish that, but I think REM sleep is something like stage two, and then yeah. deep sleep is the kind of restful sleep that uh, your body craves. That's um, kind of stage four. Nice, nice. So, yeah. That's, uh, the, to- that's the Homer Simpson toasty cinnamon bun. Like, he's preparing to get to that <laughs> stage. I've got That's... some statistic. Maybe it's not interesting, but um, on average, p- 
people will spend. No, nah, it sounds boring. I'd skip it. Six percent in stage one, fifty-two percent in stage two. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Fifty-two yeah. percent of people spend majority of their time in stage two out of a four-stage potential cycle. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Does it 5. say five point eight percent stage three, seven point three percent stage four? Wait, where's the where's the other forty percent in the stage oh, one? Or, or uh, oh, there's also uh, awake <laughs> in this in this ah, uh, statistics. I forgot about that stage. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Um, well, I mean, they're just measuring like people in a sleep clinic in this yeah. uh, study. So, yeah. So basically, what you're saying is, yeah, it is dangerous and most likely we'll see Kenny and Spenny hallucinate. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, um, it so, sucked. I, I remember, just quickly before we move on, I remember yeah. coming back from that trip when I hadn't slept until I got home and that sleep, going to sleep, you know when you're like, your eyelids are just so heavy and like you kind of, I mean, you kind of, you just feel like crying almost. Like it's like exhaustion. I just yeah. remember that sleep being so good. Like, not sexual, but, like, really good. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Why did you bring up the not sexual part? Well, we, we would have gotten what you meant. Yeah, I shouldn't have. I, I really shouldn't have. But it, it's just a powerful emotion that I also, I guess, have. And it was just really good. And it was a comparison. I do take it back for those people that were a bit confused. Yeah, cool. All right, let's move on, man. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> it, please. Um... So, Spenny says um, he's not using any artificial stimulants. For him, he believes it's a mind over matter thing for him. So, we got the two strategies straight up. Kenny is going to use lots of coffee. He's going to use gadgets and and gizmos and stuff like that. Spenny, he makes it clear that uh, he has an allergy or a sensitivity to caffeine. So, he doesn't really touch the stuff. He thinks that he can stay awake longer just by, like, mentally uh, building himself up. Yeah. If this isn't just Spenny in a nutshell, you know, like, for every approach, it's like, nah, you know, I'll I'll do it the honourable way. And by the honourable way, he's come to some belief there that, like, doing it with no other supports is going to be better. Like, Why? Like, yeah. What you see, like, I understand if you're not going to like drink caffeine, or, you know what I mean, like, or take pills or something. But like, the idea that like <laughs> everything has to be, um, you know, my body is my temple type of thing, and it's like you're doing this competition that goes against all natural instincts. So yeah. it's like you, you really, are, he's put, to me, he was straight away putting himself on the back foot. I agree. I agree to an extent, but also I kind of see where Spenny's coming from. He, um, like, talking yourself into staying awake is a way to do it. In fact, we can talk about him later, but the, um, the guy who stayed awake for 11 days, um, his name is Randy Gardner, the way he did it was just by having friends around to keep him awake and also just um, talking himself into it. Didn't really have that much coffee and he didn't really have that much, um, like, in terms of gizmos and stuff like yeah. that. So, so, I mean, honestly, that it, it, there is a method there and I don't know. I, I, think, um, I think that is a legitimate strategy. Yeah, I th- I think it's a legitimate legitimate strategy. I just don't believe the strength of the strategy, which in mm. my opinion is his belief in the strategy, and I don't think he yeah. believes it. I don't. I don't even know where he picks up this belief as well. Yeah, it's you know what I feel like it's because there's a camera there, so he's yeah. like, well, I now I'm a model for people that are watching. I need to do the honor, you know, like. From I mean, even the stories you hear, like even from Spenny's own mouth about other stuff that's happened, you know, off camera, like in Amsterdam or between him and, and the, the, the infamous man who should not be named. It's like Spenny doesn't seem like he's constantly that conscious of his own morals and values as much as he seems to depict in the show. Yeah. 
anyway, I think yeah, you've got a got got a good point here that mm. he's only it's a performative in yeah, a way. I really reckon it is, but that's yeah. I, I'm I'm a big Spenny fan as well, uh, obviously. Same, but I'm. So yeah, I I love him for it. Like it's great, and it I, it's almost the internal conflict that we've all got. You know, it's should I do the thing that is probably right, or do, should I do the thing that I want to do, or you know, can just do in, like instantly. And uh, it's funny when Spenny, you know, gets there. And in this episode, he did try some stuff, which was cool. So very funny. <laughs> Um, before we move on, there's uh, one more kind of gag that I want to talk about is um, uh, Kenny farting and then waving his fart gas to Spenny saying, do you want gravy on your fries? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I noticed that, that. That was a classic Kenny bit. I like that. That was classic. He, there's, he, yeah, he farts so much. And yeah, Spenny's reaction, they must stink as well, though. He wouldn't have a good diet, I, I couldn't imagine. He'd be so the type, next scene, oh, type, of per, type of person that doesn't eat vegetables ever or something. He's like, oh, I have potato. Yeah, has lots of like potato chips and like mm. junk food and stuff. Mm. I like. And Judd. it's a really like a sticky fart. Like when you fart, <laughs> like your butt cheeks kind of stick together. Yeah, great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the one that smells like poos coming out. You know that one. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. One of my one of my favorite uh, ca- uh, people uh, is in the next sequence, I believe. Absolutely. Um, we move on to Goldfield mm. from Magic Health Store. We uh, love Goldfield. We're big Goldfield um, fans. He's talking to Kenny about ways he can keep awake. Uh, he suggests uh, pulling on his hair. Wake up, Goldfield. Wake up. <laughs> um, watch a sexy movie. But stop at certain points. Um, oh. Don't have sexual intercourse. Uh, contract your anus. Slap your face. Yes. <laughs> God, it's like we've it's like we've put the clip in, mate. That's really it's really yeah. It's like he's I love here. gold, dude. Goldfield's delivery is genius. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I feel like a lot of it is probably some sort of cultural. Uh, disconnect, you know, that we're observing as like quirky, which is, you know, we should probably be pretty reflective about. But like, Goldfield's attitude is just like addictive. He's always, you know, so positive, really like keen to, you know, teach and demonstrate these things. <laughs> he's like behind yeah. a counter. He's like, you know, talking about, you know, like you can watch this, like, yes, yes, you can do this and pull your hair out. Because he says with that, didn't he say that he pulled his hair out or something when he was a little kid to stay awake? Or was he talking about the bloke that, 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 yeah. that was the world he record? He said that he stayed awake for seven days once. Is that Goldfield said that? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. And that's, you know, that's good advice then. That's a pro. Yeah, man. If he's telling the truth, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the next one was contract your anus. So it's like... <laughs> contract your anus. Where are we going next, you know? Um, <laughs> that was good. I th- yeah, he, he works just really well on television. And, I mean, if you see uh, videos of him, like, just acting on... Uh, social media, like people filming him going into the store and talking to him. He talks and delivers lines in the exact same way. I think that's just the way he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the show, especially season one is pretty like just DIY, like point and shoot. Everybody is pretty raw. So that's, that's really comforting because I genu- I genuinely love the Goldfield scenes. So yeah he, yeah, he he actually he provided Kenny with like the bulk of his um strategies, I feel. Yeah. Which is, so lots of strategies mm. there. He also gives him a a container of caffeine pills, it seems. Oh yeah. Um and a bunch of other pills that they don't really mention, but you can see Kenny taking them throughout the episode, so. Yeah. So jump jumping forward the first uh, kind of time stamp of the competition hours because they do they do they've you know they've started the comp at this point and they're you know obviously it takes a while before they start to get tired so there's a bit of a joke uh, earlier on i think when Kenny's farting on Spenny where Spenny's like there's no point in filming this 
So the, yeah. the first time... I've been awake for six hours. There's no point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is fair enough. But Kenny's like, you know, a puppy dog. So, of course, if he farts, they'll film it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So the first time stamp, I think, is 22 hours. And uh, mm. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was really funny uh, because the scene is just Kenny throwing eggs from, a, from what looks like a balcony <laughs> at night, yeah. which I just think is funny because it's like you would just totally do that to like wake yourself up. <laughs> you would? That didn't make sense to me. Why is he throwing eggs to wake himself oh, up? Oh, I guess. I, I mean, it doesn't make sense, but it's just like do something stupid that'll like, you know, make me a bit alert or a bit, you know, it's it's you know, childish, it's like vandalizing something. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I don't know, yeah. And it's stupid. To me, to me, the way uh, Spenny's doing it, he's trying to write a short story during this time. That kind of makes more sense to me, like focusing on something, although that does risk like tiring yourself out. Yeah, I think so too. I, I definitely think out of those two, the short story is a, is a much better idea um, to keep mm. to keep yourself awake. And obviously it's productive. Because, I mean, if you get, like, your whole point about Spenny, you know, buying into his, you know, I don't need any, you know, artificial assistance or stimulants. It's like, if he got if he got hooked into some story that he was writing, he probably could sit there and, like, write it off and on for, like, three straight days if he was passionate enough, you know? So, like, mm. so don't doubt the, the power of the, of the idea. Because, yeah, I, I agree in that. I just don't believe that Spenny actually, you know, believes that he'll commit to that. I think it's all, most of the time, a pretty big act. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I'm sure... Sh- um, yeah. so, he was probably writing so, Hubert the Hippopotamus too. So it's like, you know... Oh, my God. All right. This is like a episode that's a bit later on. Season two, I think. The Hubert the Hi- Hi- Hippopotamus. Yeah. Hoppopotamus. 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 I'm going to put it out there right now. If you've got your hands on Hubert the Hoppopotamus, that uh, film script... Can you please send that to me? Yeah. Because I would pay not a lot of money, but I would pay <laughs> to read that. Well, Robert De Niro paid to read it. <laughs> Apparently. Anyway, that's that's a little one for the fans. So, so where are we uh, next? Oh, sorry. No, no, where are we next? Where are we going? Yeah, so so Kenny and Spenny are uh, kicking each other. Um, they're <laughs> having... Yeah, I do love that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I, I like that too. I like um, clench your anus becomes a bit of a catchphrase in this episode. Spenny says mockingly to Kenny, uh, clench your anus, clench your anus. <laughs> I think uh, that's quite funny. Uh, there's also the strategy that Spenny is using uh, the shower to stay awake. He says that Kenny does not shower a lot. And if you listen to the um, audio commentary for this episode, um, he he doubled down on that fact, first of all. And second of all, he accuses Kenny of um, not showering, but instead um, deodorizing under his uh, armpits and his uh, willy, it seems, or whatever a snoo-snoo is, oh, which is what Kenny refers gross. to. It's definitely, it's definitely his dick. That's awful. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's uh, just kind of interesting. Mm. I, I don't know if it's true, first of all. I don't know if they actually, um, if, if Kenny actually doesn't shower or bathe as much as Spenny accuses him of, yeah. but it is a recurring idea in the show. Definitely. And also, this is... Season one is the is it the only season that they're living at the house full time? They live at that house only for season one. Yeah. It seems like the production goes in three day cycles, so they might stay there for the whole season, um, but they're only filming in three day cycles, um, and then in between they either live there or they move to another apartment. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Spenny would, you know, know how frequently Kenny roughly is yeah, being hygienic. So, yeah, I think that's fair. And he would stink. Mm. He looks like the type of bloke that would stink. Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He does. And he's playing, like, he's playing it like, and I, know, I know it's dated now, but he's playing like an Xbox, you know, Project Gotham or something. It's like, you know... You stink. You know, you just know that room stinks. 
Smells like boy. Yeah. <laughs> smells like if you've smells ever, like year yeah. eight or nine boy. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Which is just dried sweat from three days ago is what that is. Uh, all right. <laughs> next scene. So, um, all right. This is a really funny part because Spenny is uh, going on and on. He's like the shot just opens with him saying, I in no way sanction what he's doing. I think it's disgusting. And then camera cuts to Kenny. He's in a wheelchair, like an electric wheelchair. They're outside the Ontario Science Center. Um, Spenny says uh, he's only mentally disabled, not physically disabled. Uh, thoroughly disgusted by this. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's edited really well, that bit. And the and yeah, and yeah the lines Spenny's uh, lead-in lines for that are, are very funny. And that, yeah, that's that's one of the funniest moments I think, honestly, in the episode. Which is yeah, it's just and it's a classic episode. Yeah, it's just a um, classic moment of Kenny being lazy, basically. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and Spenny having to do the hard yards, and they both know it, and Spenny's still kind of trying to persevere over the cheating, so yeah. to speak. You know, <laughs> yeah. And he's trying to play it off like, uh, oh, it's a really dumb strategy what he's doing. And then the audience, I don't know, in my opinion, I think it's a kind of a good idea to save your energy in that way. Yeah. And also, the like, no one else in that scene or, or even beyond agrees with Spenny's opinion. You know what I mean? Like, no one comes up to them and says, you know, um, there's not some incident where Kenny gets accused of being in a wheelchair or, you know, that he's, you know, being disrespectful. Uh, so it's like it's only Spenny that cares. So so yeah. who cares? You know, and that's yeah. So yeah, it just further makes him look like an, an idiot, basically. And and Kenny Kenny says in it that he's like he's Spenny's going to be running after me, dragging him all around this huge institution, you know, all day. I'm just going to sit in this chair and you know make sure I'm around bright lights and lots of noise and people. It's like a really good strategy. Yeah, especially because he didn't get told off by anyone else. So, One of my favourite moments in this scene is um, Spenny punching Kenny or something like that. Yeah. And Kenny's like, ah, don't! Handicapped people! Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a comment. Handicapped people! It's like, that's you, you don't know what you're on about there. Um, that's 38 hours in, I think. So at that point. So yeah, so that'd be the next, what? The next morning or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Which I th- and then, which I think's about as far as I got to give everyone an idea, and they were mostly fine enough at that point. I feel compared to how bad yeah. they get, they were fine. And I, I, I yeah, you I, can't I, really hear it in their voice. Yeah, yet. that's true. Yeah. So yeah, um, we're still going. So it's not over yet. So next scene is uh, Spenny spending time with his cousins. Charlie, well, maybe I shouldn't. Well, whatever he says, his na- the names in the episode is Charlie, Brooke, and Eric, which are his uh, cousins' children. It seems mm. so. Um, another great idea by Spenny, spending time with <laughs> rowdy children with uh, sticks and um, loud instruments. Yeah, I I really think this is where he went quite off track. Uh, I think the I, yeah. I think the idea was good, but yeah, just pure. I mean, both of us have worked with kids and it's like really exhausting, especially after a long time. And there is a kernel of a good idea here. It would have worked better if he um, brought in a friend or something to kind of motivate him to stay awake or, um, you know, yell in his ear if he starts to drift off or something like that. Mm. Well, I think... Like the one where, and we'll get to this later, but there is an episode where it's who do kids like more and his Mm. strategy that he does for the kids and, you know, to get them to like him more, that strategy I feel would have been less, maybe less kind of taxing physically than him basically just getting assaulted by kids, you know, Um, because it was like. Anyway, we, we'll go into that episode later, but he moves around, you know, they go on a bit of an adventure. It's like a combination of like physical and intellectual skills. This is just him yeah. literally inviting the kids to make him be exhausted. And it's like, yeah. that's not keeping you away. That's taking your energy. 
So it's different. It's pretty dumb. Yeah, different strategy. Like, but it's again really funny. And Spenny, when he closes the door when they leave, he is so glad that they're gone. It's great. Um, in the meantime, Kenny gets something called a nap zapper. This is a earpiece that he puts in his ear. If he tilts his head, it beeps very annoyingly uh, throughout the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, Honestly, I do think it's not a bad idea to have this gimmick. Mm. Um, it would drive me crazy, though. Although, if your strategy here is to win, it, it is a good strategy. Yeah, I, th- I think that was generally a good strategy. It's really quite loud. Uh, there's a bit when Spenny... He's, they're starting to get like a little bit delusional. Maybe, arguably, some hallucinations may be happening, but the editing of the clips start to... Yeah, you know, start to kind of shadow over each other and echo each other visually to give you that interpretation. And that's at about 48 hours. But yeah, Spenny says he thought it was the fire alarm. So it's pretty loud. Yeah. Um, yeah, Oh, sorry. I said earlier that they started fighting with each other. It's actually at this point that they start fighting each other and you get some kind of tense music going on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Spenny starts being violent to Kenny, like throwing punches and stuff after Kenny just throws socks at him. And I guess Kenny has stinky feet or whatever, but uh, it's pretty funny how quick Spenny goes to violence. Yeah, see, I th- I think the same thing, but I took notice on this watch of it. Um, and Spenny, it seems to be that there may have been a conversation before the footage we see. Because Spenny quite often is saying like, you know, like, see that I told you not to do that. Or like, see, this is what I'm talking about. So it's like this, he's probably being tested, you know, for the hour, two hours before at least. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like and, Kenny's and been winding him up yeah. for like hours and hours before I think that, so. Yeah. So I'm going to give Spenny some credit there that I feel like he's been wound up deliberately. And, and he doesn't do anything to make himself better. He's such a target, but. Yeah, he yeah. ends. Up, he ends up actually. Yeah, like you said, throwing some punches into his arm. And Ken, Kenny's an, it's such a little bitch, though, as well. Like the second that he gets yeah. any sort of, phys- especially physical, he just yeah just cowers and doesn't want any. He doesn't even play the joke. So it's like it's actually really funny. <laughs> um. So we go on. Uh, this is in the next morning. I'm pretty sure. Um. We go to the sleep disorders clinic at the Center for Sleep and Chronobiology. We see a doctor named Dr. Moldovsky. Um, now, Dr. Moldovsky is... Uh, he's retired now, but he's done a lot of work on sleep and pain research, which I've had a lot of fun digging into. Don't have to get into it a lot <laughs> Because this is a Kenny versus Spenny episode um, oh. podcast, not a science podcast. But no, bear with me, man. Um, he made a study about violence and sleep, and just briefly, like people who are violent when they sleep. This is people who either inflict violence on themselves, objects, or other people. Typically, get Almost no deep sleep, according to Dr. Moldovsky's research. Is that interesting? Mm, that is interesting. That is very interesting. Great, mm. great research, Dr. James. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I've had a lot of fun with this episode because there's so much science and stuff to look into. It's um, interesting stuff. It is, I don't know. Compared to, <laughs> compared to what you'll be looking into for putting an octopus on top of your head. Yeah, that'll be... <laughs> it's a bit more scientific. What? Well, for that episode, I'm going to um, dose myself with LSD, so I'm looking forward to that, actually. Yeah, yeah. We both planned on doing that episode absolutely gone, and then just, like, <laughs> hoping someone else puts it together and uploads it for you guys. But uh, that's um, that, that's not season one, so don't worry. Yeah, we got a while off to that. We gotta, yeah, we're um, building up to it. So, in the sleep disorders clinic, they get a room each. It seems like they only spend about 20 minutes in these rooms, and the idea is that they're in a dark room, no stimulation or anything, and um, they want to, like, kind of get monitored and see if anybody does fall asleep. Um, 
So, I mean, actually, there's not much to say here. I just think it's uh, kind of a brings up lots of interesting science and stuff. Yeah, so was there, just to clarify, so his research was what it was to do with, like, uh, people that were committing violent acts or, you know, having a yeah, certain while there was mind sleep. frame or, okay, right. Wait, wait, while he, the, as he, in people that were dreaming of that or do you, like, um, people that committed, like, you know, were generally violent people or something and then when they slept? Yeah, so... According to the research, um, usually there's two factors going into the violence during sleep. It's uh, like genetic plus a stressor. So some kind of event or something caused them to be that way. Uh, Drug abuse or, um, yeah, I I guess abuse as a child or, or something like that. Yeah. Nice. No, yeah, it's it is yeah fascinating for sure. I didn't. I would never have guessed that that would be that would correlate with your sleep. But yeah, when when you pointed um, out though that the hallucinations, you know, are some almost repression of the inability to, you know, exhaust that experience or whatever in your waking life. That's that sounds pretty. Yeah, it just sounds crazy. It sounds it's so important clearly to get decent sleep. <laughs> So important. So the guy I was talking about before, Matthew Walker, he's like 49 or 50 or something, and he looks like he's in his mid-30s, you know? Like Because he knows sleep so well. He knows it's so important that he must get it, it a lot, and, and he looks he looks great. <laughs> so I, I love that. That's I, I love that. I love that observation of yours that you're, you're putting that down to the fact that he must also get a lot of sleep. I suppose you would, though, wouldn't you? Like if you're, he if talks you're a, a lot about yeah. how it affects your hormone production, um, and that might have something to do with it. In in his words, the hormone production um, mm. goes down, so you're actually you got the hormone production of a person ten years older than you if you get like five hours of sleep a night instead of seven. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that obviously would dramatically affect, yeah, like your behaviors and moods and, and, and yeah, your whole life, especially if you did that. And, and your physical appearance as well. Yeah. God. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to make sure I get some decent sleep tonight. <laughs> this will be very ironic. Um, yeah. So in the sleep rooms, um, which I thought, I, you know, again, I was watching this with my um, partner and I said, I go, I forgot they did this with the sleep rooms. I go, that'd be so hard, I think, to not fall asleep, you know, because yeah. it's they're just baiting you, putting you into the dark room. Everything's been designed in order to support you to go to sleep. I thought just as a nice little pop for the episode structure, it's a really good, you know, um, bridge for that pop portion of the episode. Like they've started, they've gone through, what, what how many hours are they at? Probably like 50 plus hours. Yeah, maybe close to like sixty, that. and then yeah, they get chucked in this <laughs> sleep deprivation, yeah, these sleep rooms. But Kenny, Kenny goes in there. He's got a strategy that I noticed. He says he needs to pee, or he needs to pee pee. So he thinks that mm. because he'll need to go to the toilet, he won't be able to fall asleep. Which you know, as we've all experienced, is probably pretty difficult if you really need to go to the toilet because you'll just piss yourself. Um, <laughs> and they both don't fall asleep. Yeah. Which is which is I really surprising. Pretty impressive, honestly. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um So I mean, next scene we have is they go back to the house. Spenny's like, uh, I gotta go outside, have a bit of a walk to clear my head. I like this scene because it's got sad music playing as uh Spenny's kind of walking around talking absolute garbage, like just complaining and stuff. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I love the yeah the the Spenny kind of yeah little sook moments where it's boop, boop, yeah yeah. It's I a- mean, to be fair, Kenny's pretty sooky in this scene as well. At the same time, he's complaining like, "Oh, I feel terrible," you know. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I think this this is on the I think sixty nine hours is when this was that scene roughly nice. starts and. I've got some quotes here that I wrote down from Spenny. It says, uh, Kenny, Kenny seems to not, um, yeah, Kenny seems to have not lost any sleep. 
so he's commenting, you know, he's like, basically, it's an uphill battle. You know, I feel like I'm getting slogged and I'm not even noticing that Kenny's getting affected. That's, you know, which is obviously a massive hit to his main strategy, which is just like perseverance of sheer will. So he's giving up on that like blatantly there. And then, yeah. it, then he also says, I hate losing. So it's just this like blind pride that's keeping him going. Mm. And then he said, it, then, he, then he tries to justify it by saying, I should be proud of myself. <laughs> which, which again, it's like, yeah, you should be, but like, what are you going to do? You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and again, with the sad music, like this scene just, uh, I don't know, it tickles me a lot. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down here as well, and they're in quotation marks. I can't remember if Spenny says them, but he must, I guess. But I've written here, raw emotion, raw humanity, which I think he says. <laughs> so so at this point, I'd say they might be hallucinating a bit because it is it is pretty... Yeah. That bit's pretty weird. Like, it's pretty conceptual how he's kind of in reference to their whole... You know, why are we doing this competition? Where are we at? You know, I'm really... I'm going insane. Why am I doing this? Oh, I should be proud of myself, you know? And then he kind of reflects yeah. on the moment. Raw emotion, raw humanity. <laughs> and, I mean, from here on out, you can certainly hear it in their voice and you can see it in their eyes. Like, mm. they are getting fucked up yeah. during this competition. Yeah. So, I'd, I'd probably say roughly based on that, like about 60 plus hours, if you were to try to stay away, you well and truly yeah. would be buggered. Well and truly by, by the 60 hour mark. So, Kenny also um, gets a new gadget. It's the Bright Light Visor. It's the latest... De- de- uh, sorry, it's the latest development in bright light technology. It simulates sunlight directly in his eyes. Yeah, because, you know, that's what we do when we're outside is we just get sunlight directly in our eyes. I love to stare at the sun oh, we just love to it. stay away. We love it. Love it. No, yeah. Nothing better than looking right into Sauron's ring, you know? You love it. <laughs> I, I certainly do believe that it would keep you awake, though. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> also destroy your vision, and then you'd have to go yeah. and get an operation <laughs> that you've got to be awake for. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, again, I think he, oh, I, I think Kenny does some of this stuff just to you know have a little strategy to almost put Spenny off. Um, yeah, because that one, that one, I don't think that's a bad idea. But I think, like, I think it's not. He doesn't use it for heaps long from memory. Like, it doesn't. I don't think he keeps it on for the rest of the episode. Unlike the um, what was the 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 noise making one around his neck? The um the. Nap zapper The nap zapper Yeah Because the nap zapper He commits to it When he puts it on He doesn't really take it off I don't think mm. But this thing It's just in that small scene So I, I don't know Whether it was that effective For him But it would be Excruciating To have lights Shined in your eyes At 69 hours Without sleep Um, I like the next scene Uh, They hop in the car And they head over To the park Kenny just uh, stands on a bridge with a um, an air horn, blowing it around. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, I think this is more for TV than to keep him awake or whatever. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's 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 kind of like the eggs, isn't it? He's kind of just <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's just kind of being a pest. <laughs> that that would be pretty fun though. Like I've I've blown an air horn, but not so publicly you know like to be a, a annoying it is a lot of fun to just it looks like fun yeah um and at this point spenny says he's trying to get kenny into a draw um he has had it at that point um kenny of course refuses uh so spenny's just like oh, i'm gonna keep going until i can't anymore yeah so ba- he's pleaded basically you know exactly, like look yeah. i am almost at my tether i'm gonna attempt to get a draw and it's like put yourself in this position for either of them but kenny i guess it's like you're in this competition if your opponent comes to you asking for a draw or some sort of like stalemate agreement it's like <laughs> Chances are they're weaker than you if they're coming to you. Yeah. Chances are. And in this case, he is so pathetic and, and he does not get it and, and Kenny's right to not give it to him. Kenny then counters that uh, or, you know, that, that scene and he's singing uh, like a Best Friends Forever song. One of the... Li- Friends Forever, yeah, yeah. Spenny and Kenny. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And then I'll sing the next lyric. Um, Even though I'll piss on your grave. So it's 
Um, it's yeah. I think I feel like if Kenny physically assaulted Spenny at that point, he may have died. You know, because <laughs> Kenny yeah. Spenny looks like actual like sick. You know, like he he yeah. he really doesn't look. Uh, he looks healthy. Like yeah, he looks really like almost seasick or something. It's like he's like yeah. Anyway, just if you haven't watched the episode, watch it because uh, our our telling of it, I will admit, isn't as good as the whole episode. So please go watch the the episode and then come listen to uh, Humiliation Time. Um, next scene, we go back to the house. We get the um, the music from two thousand and one, A Space Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, because it's such an epic moment. Um, Kenny turns on the camera to himself. In the background, we see Spenny snoozing. Mm. I and I, I just want to put it out there. I think this individual moment with that music is like easy top five of everything they've ever done. Yeah, for me. Yeah, it's a good moment. It's such a good moment, especially like, Ken, like Ken, yeah, Kenny and Spenny. The way, yeah, the way he wakes him up. The I guess the whole competition and how just actual hard it would be and how much you sympathise with them. And then when yeah. you see one of them asleep and then Kenny, it's like, well, he clearly won. And Kenny doesn't like jump on him, you know? Like he just yeah. just wants him to know that he won, you know? And then Spenny just looks straight at the camera and you just know that he's just like accepted defeat and doesn't need to put more effort into caring and just goes back to sleep. It's great. Honestly, it wouldn't have been that hard to cheat in this episode if he slept in a couple of sleeping pills yeah, into his food or something like that. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like, passed out. <laughs> it's like, how do you know they're passed out or sleeping? Like, what, is there a difference? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there um, there is people, just, yeah, for those people that are confused, there is between passing out and sleeping. Very different. So, what do we think of the humiliation? Do you want to describe what the hum- humiliation was? Yeah. So, yeah. So that's that's at. I just want to pass on to that. So the record time that they uh, stayed awake for, because it's marked in the episode with that scene, yep. is eighty-one hours, twelve minutes, and twenty-three seconds of staying awake, and and Spenny falls asleep. So on the eighty-first hour, eighty-one and a half, roughly, which is crazy. Um, yeah. I reckon it's, that's more than double than I did, but I mean, I was like a 15 year old kid, uh, and you know, but I'm not going to, I would never want to do that. That sounds awful. So anyway, yeah, props, props yeah. to both of them for staying awake that long. That is crazy that they did that for that episode and for all of us. That's awesome. Humiliation though for Spenny. Obviously he has to cop it. The irony is he's copped at the whole episode, especially the scene with the wheelchair, I feel. Um, but he has to be Kenny's toilet butler so to speak. So he's kind of like an attendant, a bathroom attendant, but um, he has extra duties and basically is just like personally one-on-one doing anything that Kenny says. So Kenny goes in there, he says like, you know, (laughs) what does he say? Like, today, Jeeves, I'd like to take a poo-poo or something like that. I'll be taking a poo-poo today, Gaston. Yeah, that's it, Gaston, yeah. Um, And he says, uh, you know, I like my toilet paper rolled into individual sheets so, yeah, and Spenny's holding, like, this tray. He's wearing, like, a bel- a busboy kind of outfit. looks like um, Abu from Aladdin, but, a, you know. <laughs> Have you ever got seen a, fan- a toilet attendant, like, at a fancy hotel or, or something like that? Because I have, and their existence... Uh, is extremely weird to me. <laughs> like fancy hotels will have them sometimes in their lobby hot- um see, I was ho- lobby uh toilet. Yeah, see I was hoping that yeah, one of us would bring this up because I I haven't that I know about. I haven't really. I've seen it depicted quite a lot like on movies and stuff. Um but when I saw the humiliation again for this week's episode, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, "Oh, that's like not like just instinctively i was like that's not funny because that's someone's job right Mm. um which isn't funny you know but that's why i was like i think the way he abuses spenny is quite funny yeah i was because he wouldn't do that to a real toilet attendant no that's it but also what he asks him to do isn't the role of a normal attendant Mm. you know like he's like well he's asking him to like fold him individual bits of toilet paper he's like 
spitting into like some bucket or something or even the tray that Spenny's holding. He's obviously like there's a few times where he's kind of slapping him or like jokingly kind of getting a, a little bit physical with him. You know, he's treating him as if he's like this subordinate, almost like a like a feudalist or a, ro- a royalist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a like a plebeian or a servant or something. Yeah. Um, it, it's really funny. And the music, the humiliation time music, which you hear at the start and end of our show is obviously over this, and that suits the vibe really well. Um, yeah. It's really, really funny, and Spenny is just kind of really hating it, but I will, I think that it's pretty tame in the long run, but it's still really funny, so I do really, really like it. Um, I feel like, yeah, the, the wheelchair one just would have been bloody awful for Spenny to just chase Kenny around all day, so I feel like that's probably a worse humiliation, but they didn't do it as a humiliation. Um. My biggest laugh in the whole episode, actually, is uh, Kenny sitting down and shitting, saying, oh, yeah, that's the stuff. Bonjour. <laughs> right. And then I think Spenny as well reacts and says something about it smelling because they're, wa- yeah. they're waving like their hands, you know, like wafting the, the air around. He's got the, 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 the Glen 20 or whatever and spraying that around. Um and again, like Kenny, we've talked about how stinky he probably just is. So, yeah. yeah. And I think as well, just something to bring up, Kenny knows that Spenny would hate that particular type of thing, you know? Like, yes. Kenny seems like a germ... Well, I think he is a germaphobe. He says it, as far as I know, in a bunch of episodes. He would, like, hate being in the room that Kenny is shitting in and assisting him to do it. So, in that way, the humiliation is like... I take it back. I think it's actually quite... Yeah. I think, yeah, really it comes down to um, Kenny's delivery of a couple of lines and uh, Spenny's reaction. Yeah, yeah. And I love his outfit, man. I love all the like the little, yeah. the little props they get. Um, you know, like, I mean, we'll get to them, but like Ryan, the rye bread, um, all of the... <laughs> just like all of the additional little toys and things or people that they bring over uh, all the cameos by by people Um, even like in this one the sleep deprivation rooms or the sleep rooms and stuff Um, all the tricks that just kind of come out and support the gag yeah you're right they go they go pretty far with it and for season one they as far as they didn't really add like what a a third of the budget that they did for any other episode or something not even probably Uh, well yeah certainly less than the rest of the the series yeah i thought it was something crazy like like something as low as like 30 or 50 grand an episode for season one and like 300 or something mental yeah for like season two and up once they got comedy central on board so it, anyway just stupid little things like that because if, if, if spenny wasn't dressed up and it didn't play into the whole butler role and the fact it was like this requirement that it's kind of he's trying to help kenny out that's to me that i laughed more at that um but yeah, really, really funny and disgusting. It would have stank, and I pity for the crew. Yeah, that crew puts up with a lot, man. I know. I wonder how much they got paid or actually... Like, obviously, they're, they're clearly, like, mates and like each other generally, I think, just based on the little idiosyncratic moments. But putting up with, like, actual gross stuff or, like, somewhat dangerous stuff... Or ethical and moral, morally conflicting things, which happens every episode, would be tough. <laughs> yeah, well, they've worked with each other in previous things as well. Um, you know, Sebi, Jamie, in particular. Yeah. Um, that, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're obviously friends, you know. Yeah. So that, I think they're already, that has a big. They're already on the criminal record together, so it's like, yeah. Yeah. Why break the crew? Up? Um, so, before we go into what do we think of the episode in general, um, this episode got its uh, Kenny and Spenny's first review. This is in the Globe and Mail newspaper. Um, there was a review by Andrew Ryan in 2003. Starts out by saying... Ryan! <laughs> Kenny versus Spenny is possibly the most annoying new half hour on television. Accurate. You know it's bad right from the animated opening credits with Hots and Rice depicted as dueling ninjas and gladiators. First of all, sir, those are samurai in the opening. 
Um, a reference to the classic Akira, Akira Kurosawa film Seven Samurai. So, this guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah, go get him, James. Yeah, man. Um, Tell him what you think. It, <laughs> um, it, uh, it goes on to say, uh, in the end, one of the two nitwits falls asleep, which means the other has to devise a public, uh, sorry, devise a public humiliation. This involves one dressing up as a bathroom attendant while the other sits on the toilet, drawers dropped. Kenny and Spenny have a peculiar sort of friendship, I think. Wait, before you go, well, sorry, before you go on, the fact that that bloke said, what's he say? Drawers dropped. That's right. What is he, 90? <laughs> Drawers? This was written in like 1922. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Go on. Um. So, last two paragraphs here, I'll quickly read it. Although the camera insists on filming the contents of the toilet bowl, Kenny versus Spenny can't even ma- manage the dubious, dubious distinction of being offensive. As with the wheelchair gag, there's no shock value or wit to any of it. Just stupid elementary school antics from ca- camera-hungry dupes in Arrested Development. None of this can be any good for youngsters. <laughs> Kenny vs. Spenny is a low-rent vanity piece by two no-names who slipped through the cracks. They make Beavis and Butthead look like Ibsen characters. Nice reference to um, a playwright, Ibsen, there. Because uh, yeah. this, this writer's very smart, you see. Of course. Yeah, you got to throw... It's, it's Spenny? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, all right. I was 15 when I was watching this show, and I turned out just fine, sir. Mm. 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 Uh, do you have anything to say uh, of this character, uh, Andrew Ryan? Yeah, shocking, shocking last name. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Get a real last name, son. Yeah. Like, two first, two first names yeah. as your name? What a fucking idiot. Two f- <laughs> I, I just want to stop talking and just hear you just... <laughs> Go to town on this bloke from like seventeen years ago, or you know, um, yeah, that's we should get him on the pod. We should actually. That's not. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. If you um, yeah, if you are listening, <laughs> Andrew Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, we dare you to come on to humiliation time. Um, anyway, I think. To be fair, I think he's like somewhat accurate, but I think he's being hypercritical. <laughs> um, I think they yeah. are completely aware. You know, that's like this is like somebody like attacking South Park for being, you know, immature or like not taking it seriously. It's like that. Generally, that is the attitude to make fun of it is the self awareness, right. and I think they're quite self aware, Kenny and Spenny. I agree. So it, I agree. I also think that. Juvenile behavior can be compelling and it can like bring up interesting themes and stuff. Mm. Well, and, and this is you got to think like, you know, we're, we're this podcast we're filming, you know, at, at January 2021, right? This was shot. What year was this released, James? Do you know? Uh, 2003. 2003, yeah. So season one, 2003. So a, a while ago. Long enough technolo- technologically to be some massive changes to how we consume media, particularly amateur media, which is what this is. And like yeah. like you said, the ability to see like juvenile behavior or like stupid jokes or, you know, behind the scenes friendships and all this stuff on a cable network channel or on a network channel um, in 2003 was like well ahead of the trend that you're seeing on YouTube now or Instagram TV and all these other places where it's a lot easier to upload raw footage like that, which is popular anyway now. So I I almost think it's like more a criticism on like media, you know, and a judgment on this can't be, this can't be funny. They clearly haven't thought about it enough. You know, they're just, they're just kind of being stupid. And it's like, yeah, but like what? A year later, you look at like Jackass and how much that's taken over the world, or the same year, you know? And it's like that's people like shooting just like nail guns at each other. Yeah, so I and think I mean, the criticism's false. I think if you do come on to humiliation time, you will be humili- humiliated. 
Andrew Ryan, but I would love to talk to you regardless because I do think you're kind of right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I do think he has a point that it is uh, whatever, juvenile and stuff like that. But <laughs> like I say, that doesn't mean it's bad. Like juvenile stuff can be good. It can be funny, interesting and compelling. It can be. And something that was compelling that was said was, I will be doing a poo-poo today, Gaston. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the stuff. Now that, bonjour. Yeah, bonjour. That's the compelling things we are here for. We only need 24 minutes a week. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> um, oh, all right. very I, good. I, get, yeah, to wrap this up, what do you think of the uh, the episode in general? I love this episode for many reasons. Mm. All the reasons we talked about, um, I... It's really an iconic episode in my mind and my memory of the show, just in general. It's one of well, Kenny and Spenny think think that as well because awesome. in order to when they were marketing their show format to other countries, they use this show as a test for the international versions to see if like the um, the international hosts are actually committed to the bit. You know. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a good. So, Ed, so the big famous Ed and Spencer would have done this. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. Perhaps, perhaps if we make it through all of humiliation time, we'll move on to an Ed and Spencer uh, version. If anybody wants to pay us, <laughs> or Simon versus Elton, oh, the German version. Dude, yes. And these these are people that we would ah. Uh, if we could, yeah, we need to get these people. That would just be great. Such a weird. The idea of like we and we haven't talked about this a lot, but the idea of spinning off Kenny versus Spenny, you know, like this like really nuanced personal relationship. <laughs> yeah, what a stretch, you know. The way people try <laughs> to make money is great. <laughs> um, no, but this episode is just yeah, it's so iconic. The title's like really clear what's happening in it, which I do think helps introduce like new people to the show and the relationships. It's really relatable because it's about sleep. Um, it's shot really well. Like it's, they've each got their own. You know, the formats the same. They've got their own camera crews and everything, and it follows each of them. They've got their own strategies. The humiliation is like funny, but it's not too gross to put people off. Maybe, um, I think it's really, really good. I, I, it's, it's honestly like, yeah, like I said, easy top five. Um, I also like the who can stay in a van the longest, and I just want to throw that out there because we'll get to that as well. I think this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about? I agree. What about you? I think this is. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think it's a classic episode. Um, I think it's one of the best. Um, I want to say pure competitions. A lot of them get quite weird later on in the series. We always reference the who can wear an octopus on their head, mm. um, but this is actually a test of like physical and, and mental will. Yeah. Pushing yourself to a limit. Yeah, it's it's um, one of and they yeah. and they both commit to it. Like Kenny doesn't cheat. Yeah, Spenny doesn't cheat. Totally. Yeah. Um, and, and we get a clear winner out of it. It's it's the closest thing to that to the intro shot where they're jousting each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> where they both. Well, you know what I mean. It's like they actually both compete and see it through. And it's also something yeah. that isn't quick and would be really hard. And it's undeniable that that would be hard. Right. You know, there's yeah. no, even if you cheat, you know, he's cheating in this, most of it is not expelling as much energy and drinking coffee. And like all of us know, it's like, if you have coffee, it's like most of the time it, it only keeps you more alert for like, you know, two hours. It doesn't like, it's not going to make you feel better after 81 hours. So, yeah. so yeah, it's a pure competition. It's, it's, it's actually one that they commit to, which is big, uh, big kudos to them both. And second episode, I think it's awesome. Yeah, all right. So there it is. Final word on this episode. Yep. It's good, folks. It's good. But I'd be <laughs> curious to know what other people think. And wherever you're looking at this, please make sure you try to contact us however you can and let us know what you think of the episode because we want to know. And we genuinely do. Um Yeah, I, I guess uh, at this point I want to shout out a um, couple of couple of places um the fans of kenny versus spenny facebook page they've been quite nice to us hey thank you so much to everybody that is part of that group or we appreciate it so much and we are always uh trying to be as active as we can in there there's currently a competition in there james have you seen 
Oh, I haven't. Oh, so they are running. They're trying to also figure out the most popular or favorite episode of Kenny vs. Spenny across all seasons. And they're running. Oh. So this is in the Facebook group, Fans of Kenny vs. Spenny. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're running a competition. Um, jump onto the page. You'll see it uh, still running. Uh, it's going to go for a while. Um, and, yeah, you just vote. I think two or three times a day they put up a competition of two episodes versus each other and you just uh, react with the um, yeah reaction that you want to vote for. Uh, and then, yeah, it's a knockout just round after round after round until they can get down to the final. So I'm, I'm pretty curious to see which ones uh, will be, you know, in, in the top kind of 10 or 20 even. Um, and it's pretty funny to see, like, some of them get absolutely decimated by by other ones. Like, I've seen, like, 50 or 60 votes sometimes, I think, as high as that against, like, three. So, yeah. there's If, you, if you've got a favourite, go vote for it. Yeah, and everybody in that group, we yeah, we appreciate everyone. You've basically been a pretty big inspiration for why we started it. Um, so, yeah. Keep it up. Yeah, uh, another shout out to the official Kenny Hots Discord. Um, those guys have been very nice to me as well. Uh, shout out to Greed in particular, the the owner of that Discord. Uh, they're going to release a Kenny vs. Spenny podcast as well, Dude, which I'm looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, man, I heard um, they released uh, a little early clip for that. It sounds really cool. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And they're going to, I think they're going to actually have Kenny or Spenny or some people uh, on it, which will be super awesome and super jealous. Uh, so <laughs> if we can, you know, it's let's not be the spenny out of these two. You know, is kind of what I'm saying. All right, let's <laughs> <laughs> play it cool. Yeah, that's exactly. Do we want to be the person taking this shit or the or the butler? You know, so we'll we'll leave it up to the nah, fans. They're cool, man. No, no. <laughs> they're cool. They wouldn't um, abuse us or anything. We just have to, um, yeah, play it cool. Yeah. Yeah, sure. No, but I'm 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 heaps keen. There's heaps of stuff blowing up with Kenny versus Spenny. So yeah, we're we're super keen. Um, really curious to see yeah what they do next. Um, so yeah, thank you so much to everybody that's yeah been helping us. We're just getting started. And thank you, listener, for listening. Yeah, I think we'll uh, sign out there. I think so too. Thanks a lot, everybody. Go and enjoy more Kenny versus Spenny, and uh, treat your friends with dignity. Sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, I don't know. All right. See you guys. All right. See you, man. Have a good one.